Welcome back. I'm Marlene Bond. And you know, now's the time. Look at all the things we're talking about. We're talking about gender in a new way. We're talking about sexual harassment in a new way. Sexual assault is getting treated with a lot of seriousness. And there's something that came up in the pandemic. And it's not new, but the evidence was stark and in front of us ageism. And as we looked at the pandemic and how things were unfolding with COVID care, especially in long-term care homes, it became pretty clear that some of our fears were absolutely justified. Well, have we done anything about it? A powerful op-ed by D.P. Sur, who is the CEO of the Ontario Association of Social Workers. D.P. is joining us tonight. D.P., good evening. Hi, Arlene. Thanks for having me. Ageism, it, it had all the evidence surrounding it. We saw with our own eyes, people worried about their parents. They worried about themselves. And if they were intuitive, they worried what was going to happen to them when they got older. And in your op-ed, you talk about just how this is something that we haven't done much about. DP, how serious is the attitude of ageism? Because ageism is an attitude that means the policy is not applied in the way that perhaps it should be. Well, great question. We are so concerned about the mental health of our seniors and older adults in general. What we saw in the pandemic exposed a number of shortfalls in our mental health services for seniors. And we know that that is a result of a number of things that have built on a system of ageism. The pandemic exposed a major gap in our healthcare system and the shortage of mental health services in long-term care homes. And that was just the tip of the iceberg. It is. And how do you see it working in the future? You know, one of the things that is just true is we pay attention when we need to pay attention. And as we looked at ageism and realized what was going on in the long-term care home, it's almost like we, we had it on ignore, in the closet, institutionalizing. I mean, it was pretty hard to take for people when we saw what was happening. Now, are we on perhaps the cusp of forgetting? What's the new danger here? Yeah, it's significant, especially important because uh, this week we marked World Mental Health Day. And the theme for this year was focused on mental health and well-being for all. And we know that's incredibly important for our Older adults and seniors, uh, mental health is important wherever they are. And there were a lot of unintended consequences. Isolation for families and long-term care residents. Think about the range of complex issues and emotions, including guilt, grief, sadness that they were facing all by themselves. It is. So what do we do about it? You know, as representing social workers, how can they help in this? Well, there's a few things, you know, many seniors, as we know, uh, suffered from some of the things I just described, but we actually have a name for that. It's called confinement syndrome. And this begins when, you know, long-term residents are in the pandemic and we had all well-intended um, ideas to really help protect them and shelter them from what was an incredibly scary time for many of us. But that also resulted in us shutting them from the outside world and led to like spending a number of hours by themselves, days even, uh, immobility, considerable depression, mood and behavior issues. And although we have a name for what this is known as, worse still, we know that those declines went unnoticed and unaddressed for many residents and their families. 
So we have a solution. We think that our mental health care provision is incredibly important and social workers in every home are, is one of the asks that we have. The OASW is urging our province to put a registered social worker in every long-term care home in Ontario. And how would it work? What would they do to help all those things? Yeah, great question. They'd assist uh, not only the long-term care residents with depression, anxiety, and the effects of isolation, as well as coping with transitions in care. They often also help even staff and uh, caregivers with distress and what's called system navigation, helping people find the sources of support and resources in the communities they live in that understand the cultural context and the world uh, that are important to each resident. And there are a number of complex issues, everything ranging from sadness and loneliness through to end of life care. You know, imagine you're a loved one is in a long-term care home and you're trying to take care of your own health and well-being, and they're trying to do the same and you don't know how they're doing, what their day looks like and what their mood was like and what were their behavior issues that day. And so you want to be there to be able to support them. And you may not always know exactly how to do that. And a social worker can help connect some of those dots. So if the social worker can do these things, what you're saying is the support systems exist because during the pandemic, we wondered if they even existed. Yeah, they do exist. You know, there are over 22,000 registered social workers in Ontario. In fact, we're the largest providers of this kind of mental health care provision in not just Ontario, in Canada, in fact. And so, uh, you know, we're there to not only support over 626 long-term care homes in Ontario, but we want to see dedicated support. We want every home to have access to at least one social worker so that we can help to address things like the underdiagnosis of mental health concerns in older adults. We can help families and staff connect as part of teams, and we can actually help maybe break down some of that stigma that's associated with aging. Uh, it's not just natural, and our older adults shouldn't just have to deal with it and get through it. We know that our supports are incredibly valuable to help others move through this very difficult time. Are there, just for an example, finally, as you talk about uh, mental health, are there mental health facilities to help out? And what were they doing? Is it a matter of connection or they're just not there? I think it's a matter of access in the home where residents need it most. You know, our access to mental health services and putting emotional and psychological needs of seniors first was well, a good start to building that nice, equitable mental health framework that I know I dream of. And that's why having that access readily available in the home that residents live in for the team that they work with, for families who deal with caregiver distress and are worried about their loved ones, requires us to dedicate that time, funding, and resource. Actually, in fact, last year, in a poll we did, we know that over 90% of Ontarians believe that mental health support should be offered by a social worker in a long-term care home directly. DP Sir, CEO of the Ontario Association of Social Workers. Thank you, DP. We appreciate it. Take care and have a nice night. Thanks for having me. Take care. I'm Arlene Bynan, and you're tuned to On Point.